with every birthday, I feel the cold more. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, you know, I keep blaming it on that last birthday. And yet people say, oh, you're not old. Well, that's just because some of you are older than me. And, and that's why you say that. You say, well, you're not old. Uh, well, well, you know, it, relatively speaking, no, I'm, I'm not. I mean, uh, I, I tell folks all the time, I saw Harold come in back there. I say, you know what? You know what the goal of life is? <laughs> to get old. I mean, that's the goal, right? I mean, I want to be like Edna, Harold's mama. Man, she's like, what, 90-something, 96. See, I want to be like that. You know, one of these days, and, and people say, well, you're getting old. I go, yes, I, I succeeded in the goal. I did what I, what I set out to do, which sort of leads me to today's message. We are still, I'm going to step out of frame a minute, David, but here you go. We are still talking about the covenant relationship of the gathering, and even as I discuss these things each Sunday this month, um, and, and I haven't, you know, three weeks ago, Scott preached, two weeks ago, I think, um, Kyle preached, and last week, Jordan preached. So uh, I've been sharing these things starting last week. The the cut, cut, (laughs) there's a lot up here that wants to come out, and it's not falling into order yet. I'm just warning you. All right. The gathering's covenant relationship, and that's that's something that we set in place years ago uh, as the body of Christ began, began to grow and to see uh, the fruit uh, of God's blessing in this place, and, and we began to kind of look at the idea that in a community such as ours, which it's, it's, there are a lot of things. I mean, early on, it took me a year just to get used to being here. Folks would show up, and you know, I'd be, hey, how you doing, da, da, da. And, and then like six weeks later, they were gone. And I'd go, what happened? As if they went back to Florida. Or, or the military sent them somewhere halfway around the world. or so. I had to get used to this whole transient nature of our, our community and that sort of thing. And, and yet there are people here, whether it's six, there was a guy that was here. He was on contract with the base for two months. He sat somewhere in this area every single Sunday. And he was just enthusiastically worshiping. And I thought, man, this guy's got it, man. He, he understands. And, and so I went to him one day and I said, man, I said, I love that you just are engaged in worship and just enjoying what God's doing. He says, yes, he said, because I don't have this at home. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, the church I go to is not like this. Uh, the church I go to back in California, it's, it's very, and he started describing it and all that sort of thing. I said, well, well, dude, I said, well, just catch it and take it back. Now, see, that's a dangerous thing to say with Corona land going on, Right? <laughs> But what I'm saying is, well, then what was cool is, is that uh, in the last two weeks that he was on contract, his wife came from the West Coast to the East Coast to visit with him. And, and she was only here two Sundays, but, but going out her last Sunday, she was like, I am so excited. I said, well, well, go do that in California, right? You know? So, so as we began seeing God bless what he was doing here, we, we sort of, uh, I stole it, I'll just admit. A friend of mine had this as a covenant statement in his congregation back up in the mountains, so I borrowed it. And um, it just sort of explains what we're a part of. And so last week I asked the question at 925, uh, what are you a part of? You know, when we consider the gathering. And this is the 810 gathering. Glad you're here. Woo! All right. Thank you. Yeah, that was a quickie. Uh, 
what are you part of? You know, uh, it, when you look at that, if you don't have a copy of the gathering covenant thing there, there's some scattered around, or you can come grab one. It won't interrupt me if you want to come get one right now if you want to. It doesn't matter. But what it says is, I had them all over the room last week. It basically gives an, a, 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 an identity to who we are, having received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and having been baptized and being in agreement with the gathering's purposes and priorities. I am led by the Holy Spirit to enter into this covenant relationship with the gathering. And in so doing, I commit myself to God and to the body to do the following. And the first one is simply to protect the unity of the gathering. You know, if we're a part of something, you know, we, we want for its best. Okay? Uh, Paul talks about in, in, in 1 Corinthians that the body of Christ is made up of many, but it's one. And, and I share with you that the body of Christ goes beyond the walls of this. This is just a, a local gathering of believers. But the body of Christ extends, you know, all around the world. There, there, there are, are local congregations that meet on the other side of the bridge over there. There are brothers and sisters. We protect the unity of the body of Christ. And then more specifically, we protect the unity of this gathering. Uh, uh, and, and what that means is, is that we're going to act in love toward each other right we're gonna love each other uh, uh, jesus said the world will know you follow me if you love each other but i spent all last last week at 9 25 talking about how we don't love each other we're scattered and broken and all over the place we 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 adopt personal agendas right uh, and, and then we take those personal agendas and we place them above god's agenda and somehow in the body of Christ, we tack each other. That's, that's not what God told us to do. So Romans 15, verses 5 through 7, this is kind of the focal verse for last week and this week. So you're getting two sermons in one, no extra charge. Here we go. Now, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another according to Christ Jesus. To live in harmony with one another. I love it that a great mentor friend of mine said, Bobby, if you ever go become a pastor, beware of churches named Harmony. Because <laughs> it probably isn't. Also beware of churches called Victory. It means they won. Right? So, all right, so, But what is it that Paul's saying about the body of Christ scattered throughout the Roman Empire and specifically in the city of Rome? Now may the God who gives endurance and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another according to Christ Jesus, the body, Christ Jesus, the head, you ready? So that you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with one mind and one voice. So our unity is what glorifies God. Our unity is what tells the world we follow Jesus. Therefore, now you know what I say. Anytime you make a positive statement on one side, you've got to consider the negative statement on the back side. Our disunity brings, takes away from God's glory. Our disunity tells the world we're not following Jesus. You see that? That's important to consider. Okay? But then verse 7 is sort of my focus. Therefore, welcome one another, just as Christ also welcomed you. So, so believing that we are one, right? Being one, acting. 
acting, making choices, attitudes, those things that, that, that speak oneness within the body of Christ. What that means is, is that our allegiance to Christ makes our allegiance to each other of greater priority than our allegiances to anything else. We love God first. We love each other second. Right? But you think about it. I remember as a kid, uh, saw some pictures this morning on Facebook from, oh, probably... 15 years ago or something like that. I thought, man, I didn't feel the cold as bad back then. Right? <laughs> anyway, but but we grow up, right? And I remember my mom and dad warning me about the people I hang out with. Right now I got a 17-year-old that I warn him about the people he hangs out with, right? So So when we consider, you know, the people that we would give our allegiance, our love, our whatever to, right? You know, we have to realize that if as Christians our love for God is first, the number one priority, then, then our allegiance is what we're going to become a part of, right? Well, what we're going to uh, attach ourselves to in the world around us. We've got to be careful of that. Got to be careful of those things. Because if I speak words of some kind of allegiance to the world systems, I put that allegiance to the world systems in front of the authority and priority of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I tell folks all the time, particularly preachers, be careful what you say in the pulpit. If you say something in the pulpit that hinders the gospel... You know what? Somebody may have shown up in here just looking for Jesus and you said the wrong thing. That's why Paul says, guess what? You're going to be doubly examined or held accountable for your words. See that? As Christians, the world is watching us. What are you a part of? What is it that, that, that God has called you into and created you for? I used to not preach with a stool, but it was that last birthday. Second thing in our covenant relationship, I will share the responsibility of the gathering. I will share the responsibility. You know, when you become a part of something, you have a responsibility uh, in and to and through that that you're a part of, right? People ask me to join things, right? All right, so I get asked to be on, like, committees. Ha! Ha! What is it they say? You know, the only, only uh, group in nature called a committee is vultures. I think it's something like that. It's either bats. I don't know. Anyway, something bad. It's something not good. But anyway, I get called, asked to be on committees. Would you, would you serve on this committee? My knee-jerk reaction is, is guess what? I've got enough. And so I'll go, no. And they go, well, don't you at least want to pray about it? I go, no, I prayed about it before you asked. God said, I had enough to do already. Thank you. Right? You kind of consider those things. I know. And yet you've got to look and see where God is leading and calling you to. So, so as a part of the body of Christ in general, everybody wants to be a part of that. 
I just want you to know. Now, the world out there will say they don't. It's just because they don't know what they need. All right? I'm just telling you. But I want to be a part of the family of God. I want to present that to the world. Right? So within the family of God, and then more specifically within the local body of believers, we need to be praying for each other. We need to be praying, and, and I'm going to reword this. Next time you see this, it won't read all exactly the same because I'm editing as I'm in process here. But, but we're going to pray for the health of the body. We're going to pray for, for the spiritual growth and health of what God does within us individually, within us as a local body of believers, and thus within the, the, the worldwide body of Christ, what a lot of people want to call the, 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 the Catholic Church. Now, now, for all you former Catholics or Catholics, current Catholics, I don't care. The word Catholic means universal. I tell this joke, and, and it makes some people uncomfortable, but it's okay. You'll get over it. People come to me, I'll, I'll be telling them about Jesus or something. They'll go, well, I'm Catholic. I go, me too. And they go, huh? Well, little c Catholic means universal. It just means the body of Christ all over the world. And so I love telling people, yeah, I'm Catholic too. And they go, wait a minute. I heard you were a Baptist preacher. Okay, that doesn't mean that's mutually exclusive. You need to understand what it means when you say you're Catholic. <laughs> okay? All right, so anyway, that aside, we're going to pray for the body of Christ. We're going to invite. Now, I don't mean just invite people to your social club, okay? Uh, we are partners with a group called um, uh, truelife.org. If you go to truelife.org, you can go find video little video 10 minute videos that answer just about any question you can come up with in life truelife.org okay uh the guy that started that up we partnered up with him very early on after the whole website was launched but you can go to truelife.org and you got questions about any kind of cultural societal any any group i remember we we became partners in in producing the video for for explaining islam you know, so there's a video there explaining Islam, and so you can go there. Anyway, um, they have this little introduction video where you, uh, they teach you how to, they, they sort of give you instruction in how to, how to invite people to your church. And I called Jesse. I said, Jesse, you need to change that video. I'm not using it. And he said, you're not. And I said, no. I said, I don't want to invite anybody to my club. I want to invite people to worship at the throne of God. I said, so if you would just change the wording in your video to not say, hey, how about come to my church and say, how about let's worship together? I'll meet you at 810 on Sunday morning in the cold, wet, driving rain of Topsail Island. No, but you see what I mean? Invite people to the throne of God, not to your group. Does that make sense? I mean, I think, that's, I think there's a, a distinction there. That needs to be made. I want to invite people into the presence of God. But, but, but if you ask millennials and, and X, Y, and Z, hey, come to church with me, they're going to go, oh, my grandma drug me to church all my childhood. Or, or my mom and dad go to church. It didn't help them any. But if you invite somebody, hey, let's go worship together. They're liable to go, worship what? Then 
You've got the perfect opportunity to say, worship Jesus, right? Because they asked. See? Anyway, it's just different. So, so we're going to encourage and invite and bring people into worship. And then the other thing is, is and we're not so allowed to do this as, as much as we used to, I, we intentionally created that 10 to 15 minutes greeting time in the gathering 11 years ago. You know, we sing a little, and then we tell you, all right, go love each other. And then we just, it becomes a free-for-all in the room. Now all we do is just wave at each other. But it's kind of that thing that, that I want any person, I don't care who they are, where they come from, or why they walked in this room, that before they leave this room, they get loved on somehow. Somebody either smiles at them, shakes their hand, hugs their neck, you know, praise with them, meet something that every person that walks in this room knows the love of God has, has, has brushed up against them. You see that? That's what, that's what it means that, that, that we're going to love the folks who come. And that's why uh, Romans chapter 15 verse 7 says, Therefore, welcome one another just as Christ also welcomed you. To the glory of God. So when we consider some of the verses that, that scripturally support these things. Uh, Paul writes in, in 1 Thessalonians. And I didn't give these verses to you Pat. So just ignore it. <clears throat> we give thanks to God always for all of you. Constantly mentioning you in our prayers. You know we're supposed to be praying for each other. Paul prayed for every congregation he ever uh, initiated. He was the missionary that went throughout the Roman Empire. And so he would write letters, but the reason we have so much, Paul writes almost half of the New Testament, all right? And each of those epistles, those letters, we have as, as the, the canon of Scripture, as, as presenting to us and teaching us what it's supposed to be like in the body of Christ. And Paul says, he says, I give thanks and I pray for you constantly. You see, God's called us to pray for the body of Christ, to pray for one another in the body of Christ. And we get text messages and phone calls and Facebook notices and all kinds of stuff about, pray for me in this and pray for me in that. And so we circulate those things and, and let people know, be praying for this person, be praying for that person. But not always simply because of some kind of illness or, or something like that. We should be praying for each other to walk victoriously alive. You know, in the Spirit of God. I, I listened to a great podcast yesterday morning when I was walking in the rain. And, uh, and, 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 and he was communicating uh, this idea of, of, of us having the Spirit of God. This, uh, I, I preached this one time. The Spirit uh, of the, uh, the Holy One, the Ruach. I've forgotten it now, see. I slept since then. Anyway, Hakodesh. Um, that's it in Hebrew. Spirit of the Holy One living inside of us. And, and this podcast was saying, you know, the Holy Spirit is saying to you, uh, I am omnipotent. I got this. And we go, oh, I'm so weak. God, I just can't do it. And the Spirit's going, but I can. You see? Or, and this was the part that really made me laugh. He said, you know that the Spirit in you is saying, I'm a genius. I can handle this. I know this. 
See, the Spirit, the Spirit of Almighty God, third person of the Trinity, or first. I I look at it as a circle. They are all co-equal, co-eternal, co-existent. They're all together. The Spirit of God says, I got you. You know? But our human state is constantly, oh, this is going to sound bad, but i got to say it because it came up. You ready? We're constantly whining and complaining about our circumstances instead of living the victory that God has already given us. We're supposed to be living out of the victory that God's given us. It's not something that we're pointing out there and saying, one day... I'm going to have victory. No, you've got it now. We live victory every day. Yes, circumstances can come down on us. There are certain things that, that, yes, press in against us. But the Spirit of God in us goes, ha, I got this. You see, that's, that's what, that, what are you a part of? Okay, that's the question. What are you a part of? See, we have been called and created to live out the fullness of God in us. This is not just some, some. okay, well, Pastor Bobby said we need to sign this and stick it in. I don't care if you sign it or not. We don't ask for you to return these. We do put a little place back there that you can sign it and date it, name, phone number, address, email address, if you want to. But here you go. We do expect everybody that numbers themselves among this, this body of believers, maybe teaching in connect groups or, 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 or helping and leading in the nursery and, and in children's ministries or in the youth ministries or in men's gatherings or ladies' gatherings or, or serving on the safety team or, or working even... Did y'all notice David on the video a while ago? How many of y'all ever seen David? Only time you ever see Dave is when he's passing down this aisle, getting to the media room, that electronics room back there, or changing out somebody's battery. So I'm going to tell this story, David. That's just because, yeah, you got it. About five years ago, David said, when David, I forget when David, how long ago have, did you come on staff here? Oh, I had to work here. Okay. You get, hey, hey, you, you made it too. You're old. <laughs> no, anyway. Uh, but here you go. Uh, when he came on staff, he, he, he was a part of a production TV and, and audio uh, job. And that's been his life. He's been in, in production and audio and, and recording and all this kind of stuff all his life. And he said, Bobby, he said, he said what do you think about doing an uh, uh, internet TV show? And I was like, I'll pray about it. Right? My initial knee-jerk reaction is, what? No, I got plenty to do. Uh, but, but he was saying, you know, he said, I think that the way you communicate the gospel, he said, would be good on an internet TV show. And I was like, no, that's just not my wheelhouse, dude. I'm not doing it. And what? Five years later, coronavirus made me do it. Right? Now I'm sitting in front of cameras going, so today, you know, that kind of thing. And then <laughs> our video guy said, David, how about you do the welcome video? You know what David said? I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> so, so, and then when the video comes on, man, he, he just flows right into it. See? But, but here you go. The funny thing about it is, is whether you're serving there or there or wherever you're serving within the body of Christ, 
These are the things that we, we say and act and choose for the health of the body. Okay? We want the body of Christ to be healthy. Healthy things grow. Did y'all know that? Healthy things uh, uh, work together. I can go ahead and admit, I did seven miles in the cold rain yesterday morning. It was terrible. I would think twice now if it was today. But I didn't know it was cold. And I, didn't know, I knew it was cold, but I didn't know it was raining. My knee hurts this morning. It's that last birthday. I know what it is. I, I, I've arrived. I'm old, okay? I'm not as old as some of you. I admit that. But <clears throat> my knee <clears throat> is not in healthy agreement with the rest of my body. It hurts. It's, it's crying out for sympathy. Okay? When I go to step up on the step, I go, no, go the other way. Okay. All right? See, see, the body of Christ is meant to be healthy and growing. And in order to do that, we've got to, we've got to recognize that this is not about us. This is about the, the, the plan and purpose of God for all of creation, and we're just a part of it. And we're supposed to work together. We're supposed to be <laughs> unified, but I almost said oneified. I said last year one time, I said, we do, we're not wanting very well. And somebody thought I was doing an Elmer Fudd impression. No, wanting, wanting. We're not wanting very well. God's called us to be one, right? So, so when I run into other believers who don't maybe practice their faith just like I practice my faith, I don't immediately stick my finger in their face and say, you're wrong, right? I go, I love you. You love Jesus? Me too! See, that's the oneness of the body of Christ. Do they do things differently from us? Yes. Do some of the things they do, I think, weird? Yes. Probably shouldn't say that either, but I did. But we're supposed to be one. And then as one, we're supposed to recognize our responsibility contributing to the body and the mission and, and what God has set before us. See that? That's what that 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 that's not just what we do, it's who we are. I love it when when um I'm I right, so if you're reading gathering in the word this month, that's that's I'm writing it. Uh, I, I chose I, I decided to do February because it's all about love. Love. You gotta say that right, you know? Love. We're supposed to be loving each other. We're supposed to be praying for each other we're supposed to be reaching out into a lost dark dead dying world and letting them see the light and the victory that we have in christ see i like that i love it just to be able to to you know yeah people think i'm 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 a, mm -hmm. some people think i'm crazy they do. It's fine. You know? But you know what? Every time I greet somebody, whether it's the first time I greet them, I love going into places and acting like I own it. 
You know what I mean? Like the Dollar General. <laughs> I mean, you walk in there and they go, Welcome to Dollar General. I go, Thank you! Man, I was so looking forward to coming through those doors and getting your welcome. Right? People standing behind the counter go, Now, in an otherwise dreary, monotonous, and dull day, make that person smile. Make them smile. Guess what? They won't forget you. I know that I can attest to that fact. Next time you walk in, they go, ah! Right? You say, make people smile. Make people realize that no matter the, 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 the sort of cloudy culture and society that has been, I'm going to choose this word right, perpetrated on us. Forgive me, that probably shouldn't have come out exactly like that, but I can still have joy no matter what's going on in the world. Do you know that? I can have joy in a very dark and dismal and oppressed world. You see? But our culture and our society is telling us we can't. And I think, Lou, I'm going to just say it. Lou had a friend take his life a couple of days ago. You know, that's what the devil wants. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life. And that you might have it abundantly. Now, I'm not minimizing our trials. But I will repeat what Scripture says. It is our trials that produce endurance. And our endurance produces wholeness. And ultimately, James says, perfection. So yeah, if you're facing a hard time, praise God anyway. You see, what are we a part of? We are part of the living, breathing body of Christ. And we've got to live that out. Pray with me. God, thank you. Thank you that our purpose, not just our purpose, our very existence rests in you. And God, this morning, I thank you for this gathering. I thank you for the next gathering and the next gathering after that and the gathering that's taking place over at Chapel Bay, the gatherings that's taking place at Faith Harbor, the gathering that's taking place up at Salem and the gathering that's taking place at Providence and Barlow Vista and Blake's Chapel and Emma Anderson and all of the body of Christ that meets together this morning. God, I thank you. God, let us be people of unity, people of joy, people of purpose, doing and living out the very identity that we were created for. God, if there's somebody in this room who doesn't know Jesus, God, we want them to know Jesus this morning. If there are people in this room, God, or any one person in this room that... Knowing Jesus can't seem to live that victory. God, I just pray that they would just, just get along with you in worship. God, as we struggle, and we do, we struggle. God, let us know that the victory is already ours. 
God, if there's somebody here that's more needs to be just really, I want to be a part of this gathering. More so, God, somebody that wants to be a part of what you're doing in this place. God, I pray we'd be obedient to whatever you've asked of us this morning, and I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.